you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be with you today. I want to actually begin just by welcoming uh, a few people. Firstly, those from our other campuses in Leicester and Cambridge and online. Let's put our hands together and welcome everybody. Also, those of you who might be new to Kingsgate, you might have connected with us in some way over the Christmas season, in all of our campuses as well. So I just want to extend a really warm welcome to you. Come on, let's put our hands together and welcome everybody who's new to the church family. You're so welcome. It's great to be sharing with you on this New Year's Eve. I trust um, you've had a good kind of holiday season. It's been a good one for us as a family. Uh, our little son, uh, Freddie, our three-year-old, he wanted some musical instruments for, um, for Christmas, um, I know. So it's been a quiet Christmas for us. But um, uh, he, I think, has been inspired by the amazing worship uh, you know, we experience week in, week out. But also he's learnt some Christmas songs, of course, it being a Christmas season. So uh, we've enjoyed some, how do you say, mashups over the Christmas season. Uh, I want to show you one here. Have a look at this. There you are. <laughs> Who knew that you could mix praise with Jingle Bell Rock? You know, there you go. But um, anyway, so, you know, seeing that video there actually just reminds me how um, quickly, you know, Freddie is growing up and uh, how quickly time goes by. Those of you uh, might recall, if you were around, uh, I had the privilege of sharing the first message for the year on January the 1st, 2023. And it honestly doesn't feel like a year ago. I don't know about you, but this last year has just flown by. And, uh, you know, this time where we stop and when we pause and when we have a holiday season, it can sometimes, I think, lead us to, you know, just reflecting and asking ourselves some kind of bigger questions, maybe, about life. You know, am I really you know, making the most of the time, making the most of my life? Am I really fulfilling, you know, my life's purpose, so to speak? Yeah, I'm aware that as I share this message today, for some of you, this last year has been a tough one. It's been a challenging year for you. Uh, others of you might have had you know, a great year on the other end of the spectrum, might have had the best year yet. And for the rest of us, of course, we are somewhere in between. But the good news is today that uh, from the story we're going to look at is that no matter where we're at in life, no matter what, we found, what circumstance we find ourselves in, we can all know what it means to live life to the full, uh, to live life to the full, to know how to live out our life's purpose, to make the most of this time that we have, to make the most of this year ahead, to enter into 2024 with some boldness and with some confidence and courage, amen, knowing that we can live life to the full. And over the past Christmas season, we've been looking at the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, looking at, at some of the earliest Christmas stories We've looked at the run-up to and celebrated the birth of Jesus. And uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, the timeline just after Jesus is born and uh, focusing on a passage today, at the centre of whom is this guy uh, called Simeon. Now, we don't know much about Simeon uh, other than he's an elderly Jewish man, so he might have had a, a long white beard. Um, he seems kind of like a, quite a jolly you know, jovial kind of character. He goes around blessing people. Um, and he also seems to be great with kids as well. And uh, I'm not sure if he owned a big red suit. 
But um, he reminds me of somebody who we might have been talking about over the Christmas season, of course, Santa Claus. But um, way better than uh, any kind of fictional character. Sorry, kids, if you're watching this. Um, uh, here we have a real-life example of somebody who lived life well, of somebody who fulfilled his calling in life, who fulfilled his purposes in life. And in doing so, he teaches each and every one of us that we can all do the same. And in doing so, I think he shows two things that we can do, two things I want to share with you today for you to take away, not just for today, but actually into your year, into 2024, for this to be a year where you dream big dreams and take small steps. Dream big dreams and take small steps. What do I mean by this? Well, firstly, the the passage we're looking at today begins with this. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. See, Simeon is introduced as somebody who is just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. What's all this about? Well, as a devout kind of follower of the Lord, uh, Simeon would have been a man who would have known the Old Testament. He would have known the Old Testament prophecies of this one who would come, this, this Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the one who would come, who would be filled with the Holy Spirit, the love, the very presence and power of God. And he would come and he would bring true consolation. In other words, he'd bring true comfort to those who might be suffering, true peace in the midst of the storms of life, the light overcoming the darkness. And this one, this Messiah, this Savior, would be one who would come not just to bring about some kind of temporary relief or temporary high, but he would come and he would bring a lasting joy, a lasting love, a lasting peace, a lasting comfort, For this Saviour, this Messiah, this Christ would overcome death itself. And of course, we can now see that this was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ, what we've celebrated over the Christmas season, what Christmas is all about. And so Simeon, if you like, lived his whole life with a hopeful anticipation for the arrival of Jesus. His whole life was oriented around this promise. In other words, he had a big dream for his life. Whatever lay ahead for Simeon, he was looking forward with faith and expectancy, believing that whatever was around the corner, it was going to be good. Now, I don't know about you and what you're thinking about for this next year, 2024, what your expectations might be. Some of you might think, well, actually, you know, another year, I'm never really going to get a year like I did way back when, many years ago. Or you might be just in kind of survival mode right now, you know, just wanted to get through life. If I can get through this year, then I'll be happy. Others maybe had a great year in 2023, and you're kind of tempted to maybe settle, think, actually, if I get 80% of what I did last year, then I'll be happy with that. But I just sense today that God is wanting to break off maybe some limitations we might have placed on him ahead of this year, to actually let go of some past experiences, whatever they may have been, so that we can lay hold of that which God has in store for us. Amen. You see, for Simeon, we're we're talking about a guy here. We're not talking just about wishful thinking. We're not just talking about the start of a new year, you know, let's have a nice little pep talk, so to speak, as good as that is. We're talking here about a man who's introduced and the Holy Spirit was upon him, it says. The Holy Spirit was upon him. 
Now, before the arrival of Jesus, and even around the time of Jesus' birth, as we've seen over the last few weeks, we see the Holy Spirit coming upon certain people. But it would only be for certain individuals to fulfill certain roles. Now, of course, we have seen you know, the arrival of Jesus. For you and for me today, we can all celebrate and rejoice because Jesus the Christ has come. The anointed one has come. And through his life and through his death and through his resurrection and defeating the power of sin and death and fulfilling these Old Testament prophecies and in pouring out his spirit upon all people, not just a, a few, but all who put their faith and trust in Jesus. And you might be somebody who's done that for the first time recently. We celebrate that with you because no matter where we're at on the journey, whether we're in a Christian for five minutes or 50 years, we can all know a broad and generous outpouring of God's presence and power in our life. We can all be filled with the very Holy Spirit of God. And we might know this new life in all its fullness, both now and for all eternity, which means inevitably that when we look ahead, we should look ahead with fresh faith and expectancy, knowing that there is some goodness that lies ahead of us. In other words, Simeon teaches us that no matter how old or how young we may be, when we're filled with the presence of God, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our dreams for the future should always be bigger than our memories of the past. Our dreams for the future should always be bigger than our memories of the past never to be relying on past successes or achievements or awards, as good as those things may be. But in Jesus, the best is always yet to come, amen? Our best days aren't behind us, they're ahead of us. And so as we look into 2024, let us look ahead with fresh faith and expectancy. I'm aware, you know, that actually sometimes in life, it can knock us back and it can leave us feeling a bit bewildered. And, and when we look ahead to the future, we can sometimes doubt, you know, whether there's really goodness around the corner. You know, for me, I experienced this a few years ago. When life was tough, when I had challenges in life, it left me looking ahead, kind of somewhat fearful and anxious about what lay ahead. I was worried about what was around the corner. And, you know, in this world with, you know, the social media and the news cycles that can be so much full of fear sometimes, it can leave us just feeling a little bit in doubt about the future. But you know, I remember God speaking to me clearly from Psalm 27, a wonderful psalm where towards the end of it, uh, the author David writes this. He says, I will remain confident of this. Maybe this is a word for you for this year ahead. Remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not when I die, when I go to be with the Lord, as good as that is. No, in the land of the living, right here, right now. And I remember God speaking to me through this psalm, and he may be saying this to you today, wherever you're at. He said this, he said, dare to believe that I am that good. Dare to believe that goodness lies ahead of you. Dare to believe that I'm working in all things, whether you see it or not. He's at work, working it together for your good and for his glory. Dare to believe that God is good. And whatever is around the corner, it's good because he's a good God and he's with you and he's for you. You know, I remember getting a hold of this. And since then, I can say I've experienced the goodness of God in the land of the living. But, you know, that doesn't mean that every day is a dream. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that everything has been just all rosy since then. You know, it's been lovely. There have been times where it's been tough still. There have been you know, tears of grief as well as joy. There's still answers to prayer I'm seeking God for, promises yet to be fulfilled. But, you know, because I know in God's word, he says he's good. Because I've tasted and seen the goodness of God. 
because he's faithful to his promises, because through Jesus he's defeated the power of sin and death itself. And he fills me with his Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. It means that I can look ahead like Simeon with fresh faith and expectancy, with a resolute determination that goodness lies ahead of me, that God's goodness and mercy is pursuing me all the days of my life. May we say this for 2024, church. Come on, can we believe that this year we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living? Amen? You know, some worship songs that just you have on repeat sometimes, you know, that just define a season for you. And at the moment, I have this song that I just love listening to. Listen to it again this morning. It's a song by Brandon Lake, and the lyrics are beautiful. And I want to make this, if you like, a declaration for for my year, certainly, but for your year as well, and for us as a church. The lyrics go like this. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. What a way to welcome in the new year. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new horizon. Maybe we declare this over our year ahead. It's a new horizon in Jesus' name. So let us dream some big God dreams. Allow God to fill you with his presence to look ahead with expectancy that goodness lies ahead of us. Let's dream some big dreams. But in order to see these dreams fulfilled, it may, it may mean that we need to take, secondly, some small steps. Take small steps. So dream big dreams, but take small steps. The story of Simeon continues. It says this, It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. The parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Now, isn't it amazing you know, that we can go through this year at 2024 with the creator of the universe with us, you know, walking and talking with us, by his Holy Spirit upon us, speaking promises over our lives, you know, leading, leading us, guiding us into the good plans that God has for us. And what I find fascinating about Simeon's life is that up until this point in the story, in his life, nothing necessarily dramatic would have happened. You know, for years, he would have been faithfully following God and not really seeing anything materialize. And yet all the while, staying faithful in his commitment to the Lord. You know, it's around this time at New Year, isn't it, where we kind of brace ourselves for lots of adverts and things thrown our way about how we need to make some big changes, you know, maybe physically or, you know, vocationally, emotionally, etc., in order to change our lives for the better. You know, sign up to this 12-step program and you'll conquer the world in the next 12 months, you know. And it's not all bad, don't get me wrong. There's some good stuff in there. But it can leave us sometimes thinking we've got to make some really big changes in our lives um, and we're expecting the big thing then to happen in January, only to have given up when it hasn't happened in February. You see, for Simeon, he had a big dream for his life. He had a big vision. God had promised him that he would not die before he'd seen the Messiah. And you can't get much bigger than this. He was destined to lay eyes upon the Savior of the world. And yet notice how this dream is fulfilled. He's moved by the Spirit, it says. Moved by the Spirit to do what? Something really, really dramatic? Not necessarily. Go to the temple. I've already said he was a devout Jewish man. Going to the temple would have been something he'd have done many times over many, many years. You see, sometimes fulfilling God's purpose in our lives isn't always about fireworks. is isn't always about the big, dramatic, huge changes that we need to make. 
Don't get me wrong. I believe that God can bring about some suddenly moments. He can bring about breakthrough in an instant like that. I'm believing for, you know, first in line, that 2024, we're going to see more of God's power, you know, more miracles, more healing, more salvation. We're going to see more of God at work in our lives. I'm first in line and in faith for that. Don't get me wrong, 100%. But you know, Simeon's life teaches us that there's something incredibly biblical and powerful about positioning ourselves for God's purposes to be fulfilled in and through our lives. And that positioning can be as simple as taking one step at a time, one day at a time, taking God's daily bread, being gently moved by the Spirit. In other words, to become extraordinary in the ordinary, to see God's extraordinary in the ordinary, whatever God's called you to, no matter how seemingly ordinary it might be, to see God in that, to take those steps towards God at all times and believe that you'll see the extraordinary in your ordinary. You know, and as we take those steps, they lead to big growth, at least a big transformation and big changes in our lives. A great pastor, Rich Wilkinson in America, puts it this way. He says, many of the big things that God does in our lives are on the heels of the small things that we do in our lives. You see, Simeon went to the temple. Where might God be asking you to go to the temple, so to speak? You know, that place that on the surface doesn't seem necessarily dramatic, It's maybe a place you've been to many, many times before, but God is calling you to go back there because on the other side of it is life fulfillment. On the other side of it are God's plans and purposes to be fulfilled in and through your life. Extraordinary might lie on the other side of the seemingly ordinary in your life. To go back to that place again, to go back at the start of this year to a new Bible reading plan, to read the Bible yet again, going in to to that Bible reading plan, that place where you sit, the place in the car, the place where you meet with God, to go back with expectancy, knowing you're going to meet with God there. Go back to the place of worship, the place where you gather with others in church or online or in homes, to, to go back to that place of work or study where God has called you to be, back to that desk again. Back to that place again. You know, raising those children. Keep going with those steps that God is calling you to take. Whatever God is calling you to do. Maybe for some of us, it's, you know, we're taking some of these first steps. We've signed up to Alpha or we're thinking of signing up to Alpha. Maybe it's the first step we're taking towards God. But the good news is, no matter where we're at on our journey of faith, whether we're just starting out or whether we've been on it many, many years, the truth is, small steps towards God lead to big breakthroughs. Amen? Small steps towards God lead to big breakthroughs. I've certainly experienced this in my own life. You know, 2024 will be a significant year for me and my wife, Chrissy. Uh, We'll have been married uh, 10 years this year or next year. Um, And um, yeah, (laughs) I know what you're thinking. He's far too young to be married 10 years. But it's true. Um, It's our tin or aluminium uh, anniversary, I think it is. Um, Chrissy says, well, it looks the same as silver, so you may as well get me a silver gift. But uh, anyway, I don't think it works like that. Um, But uh, I remember 10 years ago, you know, when we first got married, we had, and we still have, some big dreams for our lives as a married couple. And one of those dreams was that we felt called to be a blessing, wanted to be a blessing financially, particularly to those who are in need within the city of Leicester. And uh, the trouble was, at the time when we first got married, we didn't have a lot of disposable cash. We had quite a lot of debt. We had loans, student loans, credit cards. We weren't on the property ladder. Um, We had little in savings. 
And so we just began by seeing what we could give above the tithe, what we could give as an offering into the church, no matter how small it might have been, and start there. And slowly but surely, it wasn't actually long until we saw God's faithfulness in providing for us in supernatural ways, from loans being unexpectedly written off, to tax rebates, to opportunities opening up, uh, to unexpected money just coming our way. And soon we realized that we couldn't outgive God in this whole area. And 10 years on, you know, we've seen God's goodness and his faithfulness so much that you know, we are now debt-free. We've owned our own home now for over five years. And most importantly, uh, we are giving away amounts of money that I would not have envisaged us doing 10 years ago. And we're making a difference because of what God has done, of taking those small steps. Now, we could have 10 years ago you know, said, well, God's given us this big dream. So therefore, we need to do something dramatic. We need to sell all of our possessions and expect God to provide for us in some dramatic, supernatural way. And you know, God may ask you to do that, and that's great. But for us, it was in the small steps of obedience. At every opportunity where we had to, to be able to give a little bit more, to do so, and to test God in this area, and each time seeing his faithfulness and his goodness come through in turn. And we've seen God over the last 10 years move in supernatural ways, ways beyond all we could ask, think, or imagine, to be honest. And I'm looking ahead to the next 10 years as a result. You know, after 10 years of seeing God move in this area, not just financially, but it applies to every other area of our lives. We are now more at peace. We've seen other people being blessed through our marriage as well. And ultimately, God has been glorified. And so we look ahead now with expectancy for all that is to come in the future. You know, the good news is that God wants to be involved in every detail of your life every area of your life in 2024. And as you commit those areas to him, and as you position yourself by taking these steps towards him, you can expect God to move in and through your life as a result. This is what happens in the life of Simeon. He goes to the temple, and it's here that he encounters Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus. And he sees Jesus, and he goes over to him, and I love this. It says this, Simeon took hold of him in his arms, and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You see, Simeon took hold of Jesus, and he knows now this is it. <clears throat> After many, many years of faithfully following the Lord, many, many years of waiting and watching, here he knows, my time has come. And notice there he says, I can now be dismissed in peace. What a picture that is. He knows he's lived his life well. He knows he's fulfilled what God has called him to do. And you know, I've been reflecting on this passage. I've been so undone by it, if I'm honest, on a character that you know, I haven't actually, in the past, spent a lot of time looking at. And it's really cut me to the heart as to how this man lived his life to the full, following God step by step. And I love how one commentator puts it in this way. He says this, It was as if Simeon were commanded by God to keep a lonely watch through the night until he saw the sun come up. This now was for him God's sunrise. And because Jesus had come, Simeon could be relieved of his watch. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I so desperately want this for my own life. You know, to make the most of the time that I have. 
You know, it says here, Simeon takes hold of Jesus in his arms. The truth is that for every person who puts their faith and trust in Jesus, the promise of God is that one day when your time has come, you'll be embraced into his arms. And you'll hear those words, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. This is what a life well lived looks like. A life fulfilling God's purposes in your life and through your life. May we do the same. May we be inspired by Simeon's story to make the most of this year ahead, to make the most of this life that we have. May we make the most of it in every single way. May we, as Simeon prophesies here, know afresh that Jesus Christ, the light to the Gentiles, in other words, the saviour of the world who has good plans and purposes to bring about redemption in this world. And he's got plans, amazing plans, beyond your wildest dreams for your life in this world. And so may we position ourselves to be filled afresh by his presence, by his Holy Spirit, knowing he's with us, knowing he's for us, knowing if he's, he's with us, who can be against us as we step into this year? Allow the Holy Spirit to birth in us some big God dreams, maybe to resurrect, to reignite some dreams that we've left dormant and to take those steps towards God, to position ourselves for him to move in and through our lives like we've never seen before. May this be the year where you see God move in power in and through your life like you've never seen before to make the most of this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to spend some time now in prayer and worship, so we're going to respond wherever we're gathered. And uh, I'd just like to invite us all to stand if you're able to. Those in Leicester as well and online are going to be with us as we pray and as we worship together now. And I'd just like to end really by praying for uh, some people here today, you know, the cusp of this kind of new year to commit ourselves afresh to God. Firstly, for those of you who, you know, you might be here and it might actually be that you've been checking out Christianity or you might be even your first time watching this or you're here and you're kind of wanting to know more about Jesus and you've never actually made that decision to invite Jesus by his spirit to come into your life. And I want to give you that opportunity to do that right now in Leicester and online and wherever we're at in our lives to take this opportunity to pray a simple prayer to say, Jesus, would you come in? You know, at this time of year, New Year's, where people are making all kinds of resolutions, the best decision you can make is to say yes to Jesus, is to follow Jesus, to invite him in and to see how he might transform your life. And so just to give us this opportunity to do that, let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. And I just want to lead us in a simple prayer. So all we need to do is to pray, come Lord Jesus, by your spirit. And he will. The promise is that he will. And so I'm going to pray this prayer. And I'd simply like us to repeat it together. If you just want to Say this quietly in the quietness of your heart. That's absolutely fine as well. But you know, church, all of us, let's, wherever we're gathered, let's all declare this nice and loud so that if people want to join in, they feel comfortable to do so. So let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have good plans for my life. I'm sorry for going my own way. 
but today I choose to follow you. Would you come into my life? Fill me with your spirit. May I know your love and forgiveness. And look ahead with fresh faith and confidence, knowing that goodness lies ahead of me. Amen. Amen. And if you made that your prayer today, maybe for the first time or as a way of recommitting your life to Jesus, then you know, I'd say sign up to Alpha if you haven't done already. Um, but we've got some next steps that we'll be able to uh, talk to you about at the end of the service as well. But I'd just like to end really by praying for us all. You know, at the start of this new year, as we turn now from 2023 to 2024, you know, a great prayer, I think, to pray is as we've been reflecting on this morning, just to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but this is a wonderful prayer, daily prayer. Make this your daily prayer this year, to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit of God, to know Jesus with you moment by moment this year, when you're sleeping and Him watching over you, when you're awake, going about your day, knowing His leading and His guiding, being moved like Simeon by the Spirit. Just to say at the start of this year, God, I want more of you. May this be a year where I just have a tangible sense of your presence and your power with me and for me every step. And if you want that for your life for 2024, why don't you put out your hands as a way of just receiving from the Lord. That's the promise that when we ask, we can receive. The Father loves to pour out His Holy Spirit upon His people. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to do that right now. So we pray, Lord, come, Holy Spirit. We pray, come, fill us afresh. Come, fill our lives, Lord. As we turn in, from 2023, as we close the door to that year and open it to a, a new year, Lord, we declare, Holy Spirit, may you have your way. Almost like make this your prayer this morning. May you have your way in my life. I lay down my will afresh and I say, come Holy Spirit, less of me, more of you, more of you in my life more of your leading, more of your guiding, even sense in this moment that God is breaking off some limitations we might have placed on Him for this year ahead. He might be even breaking through right now. We pray, Lord, You'd come. Where Your Spirit is, there is freedom. Where Your Spirit is, there is healing, there is wholeness. Come, Holy Spirit, come and break through into our lives. And as we look ahead, we look ahead, Lord, with confidence and with boldness. Why don't you, even, you can keep your eyes closed. Why don't you lift up your gaze, lift up your head, put your shoulders back. There's something powerful about physically just changing our stature. This is the stature that, that the Lord wants us to have as we enter into this year, to go in with boldness and courage knowing that the Holy Spirit of God is with us and He's for us and He's already gone ahead of you into this year. So Lord, we pray, come and have your way. May we know the goodness of God. May we know that whatever is around the corner, you're at work, you're working all things together for our good and for your glory. Your goodness is chasing us down all the days of our lives. You're a good God and you've got good plans and purposes for us ahead of this year. So come on, let's give Him a clap of praise this morning. We're gonna worship Him for who he is and all that he's going to do. Amen.